And welcome, everybody. We are live. I didn't have any fancy intro music or introductions today. We're just uh, get, going to get right down to it. We're having a conversation with Katie, uh, Kevin Dixie from No Other Choice and quite a few other projects. Um, I think the last time we chatted was back in May, and uh, right before the Train and Learn event. But uh, this, when we probably should chat a little bit about how Train and Learn went. I'm assuming it went okay. But um, I also heard you are on uh, a radio show uh, chatting briefly about the PDN uh, training network and, and some training that you had coming up, but also about a project you've got coming up. And I sent you a quick email to see if we could chat about that. Um, so I'm going to stop trying to introduce you, give you a chance to say hey, and then uh, maybe introduce what we're going to chat about. And then uh, we are live, so if people want to ask some questions, feel free. But I've got quite a few questions and uh, hopefully take about an hour of Katie's time here and chat about this project. I don't know what to call it yet, so I'll, I'll stop talking and let Katie introduce herself and talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Thanks for joining us. Um, we had a little trouble getting the Bluetooth thing working here, so I'm not sure if it's having a connection issue. Oh, uh, oh. there we go. Okay, can you hear me now? There we go. Yep. All righty, great. Uh, I would just like to say, hey, first of all, thanks for having me on again. Um, you know, you've been at this for a long time, whether people know it or not, and I always appreciate you taking time to, you know, talk to me, uh, interact, and things of that nature. So. My name is uh, uh, Kevin Dixie. Everybody calls me Katie. Um, the, the, the things that you mentioned are things that I'm involved in. I'm a civil rights advocate, um, civil rights activist. I have been for 20 or something odd years, you know, from a local area, area now with the inter invention of the Internet, uh, kind of doing around the world, everything from standing on street corners, preaching the gospel to Time Magazine to uh, Capitol Hill. So uh, all over the place is trying to spread the good gospel, good work about civil and human rights in this country. And obviously part of that is the Second Amendment. So uh, I've been a firearms instructor for roughly uh, the better part of uh, the better part of 22 years now. Uh, about the first six or seven of that was very, very elementary, very, you know, hey, families, this is how you hold a gun. Uh, started off helping out police cadets where they could they could pass uh, quals and they kind of branched off there. The public kind of requested my assistance more. So I stayed educated on everything firearm. Um, through my tenure with the St. Louis City Police Department and our prisoner processing division, took advantage of uh, my training opportunities and, um, you know, grabbed, uh, got a couple of degrees. So that'll kind of play in the part when we talk about training and learn. I've worked in, worked at some Fortune 500 companies, done executive bodyguard protection, you know, been a part of law enforcement, uh, part of community outreach, activism, politics, political challenges. I'm just, I don't know, I just wake up and figure out like, what can I, what can I conquer today? Well, Evan, I think it's a na the part of the nature of just being around for a while and needing a new skill set to accomplish something and then moving on to the next challenge, right? And just accumulating the skill sets as you go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a fan of being stagnant. Um, I come from nothing. And I say that humbly. I know there are other people out there that have the same story. I come from nothing, so I refuse to let this uh, the breath that I breathe provided by uh the man above to, to go to waste. So just trying to make a positive impact, make a more importantly, make mom proud and make sure that my kids have a man to look up to. That's all awesome. And it might seem like a lot, but one of the things that uh, KD does is the train and learn that I kind of mentioned. That's a three day event that brings people together to uh, up to, 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 to 
train and to learn, so to teach and to experience and to collaborate. So um, I guess when somebody might think, oh, that's a lot of stuff to have on to be juggling, but you're not just um, accumulating accomplishments as much as accomplishing things and then reaching down, bringing people along and showing them your, your process and kind of um, sharing the, the wealth, I guess, as far as the, uh, the knowledge and the direction. So that's, I guess, part of what we're going to be talking about, or one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you is the project you talked about on Cape Gunworks the other day uh, when you were on, again, talking about the PDN stuff, which is another aspect of the stuff you do. I just want to throw out there again. I mean, there's people out there that are one-trick ponies, and that's fine. I mean, doing something good and doing something that is you're familiar with is awesome, and we need people in different places. But we definitely need people that can not just have to be anchored in one spot or not just do one, you know, master one element. Uh, one of the things that I think is cool, too, as I was writing the description of this video that I gloss over because I'm a gun guy, is the Truth Pistol. And that project that you did kind of before all the stress and everything got kind of crazy, um, I'm glad you did it for one, but I'm glad you were able to do it before all that so it doesn't seem as though it's some kind of reaction to it. It was a deliberate, um, uh, I don't want to call it like a deliberate reach into a new realm. Like there are, except for fancy guns to commemorate an event, um, there aren't very many people putting effort into making firearms, which is just a whole nother level that uh, as far as activism and awareness, I thought it was pretty cool bringing the foam, the, the case company into it, Carolina foam. Yep. Carolina custom foam. Carolina custom foam into it. You know, that stuff is anyway. So I just wanted to let people know, like there's plenty of stuff to go find out about KD and he's not just hollow rumping around. Like a lot of times people think of people that are uh, maybe celebrity or something that, you know, just get a lot of stuff thrown at them. They stand there, they take their picture and they keep moving. KD's actually doing stuff and then moving on and doing other stuff. Anyway, so th this is what, one of the things that I thought was the cool, I don't know, I don't want to call it a cherry on top because it's not. It's just another resource that I can't wait to see you develop. And that's the 40-acre the range and the, the way that you're going to be developing the range. And what's cool is I just heard a conversation yesterday um, at a town hall where they were talking about the lack of ranges in, uh, well, everywhere, really. So, look talking about another range you wouldn't i mean i guess i do like gun shops and i do like ranges so i probably would talk to somebody about a new range but i'm not going to spend an hour and i'm not going to ask kd to take an hour out of his time to just talk about a range so can we talk about the range and then what you've got in mind for it what, what the goals are for it sure so the you're calling it? um the range is about um and i'll i'll definitely say the name of the project uh it's about a uh right in an hour a little bit less just shy of an hour uh, south of Atlanta. So if you're Atlanta uh, city center and you drive straight down 75 south, you'll be there um, straight shot right up under an hour, maybe 55 to 56 minutes. The, it's not just um, a range, though. So what we're going to be doing with this land right now is 40. We are going to be doing um, more public fundraising uh, to try to expand it to 70 because there's a, a 30 acre lot connected to it. So I do eventually want to expand it to 70. But right now we do own 40. Um, so what we're going to be doing with that, um, just for even math, easy math, I'm sorry, just split it down the middle. Uh, 20 acres of the property will be for community outreach and human development. So what that's going to look like is there will be a building there. 
that building will help cater in some services such as reading and writing skills, financial literacy. Um, we're also going to have resume writing classes. We're going to do uh, human uh, development classes, which is etiquette classes. We're going to have uh, civics courses, constitutional courses, uh, medical things. We're going to be doing farming, gardening. Of course, that'll be outside of the building over in the same area, uh, farming and gardening. So what I want to do is have a space to where we can come and we can help the human being. Right. Because when we look at things that we carry guns to prevent, which is us being hurt, sometimes people are pretty much just feral and they're making decisions because they are lacking knowledge. They don't have the knowledge to make you know, hardworking person decisions. So we wanna make sure that we're building up the human being. So we're gonna bring them in, help them out. Um, we've been partnered with a couple of banks that are gonna come in and teach our financial literacy courses. We're gonna partner with some of the, uh, the established community outreach programs that specialize in say gardening and farming. Their problem is they don't have a place to go do it. Right. They're always handicapped to the space to go do it. We're going to eliminate that for them. They combine, you know, my outreach with what they do and then give them a place to do it. So we can not only help the people, we can help the programs to have a place to operate, to help more people. Um, and then we're also going to do monthly uh, firearms training courses for the family. So we're going to partner with, um, you know, uh, uh, Trenchworth Chronicles. He's going to be running that uh, once a month. We're going to come in. Family's going to be invited in absolutely free. Uh, where you can learn about, you know, firearms and, you know, how to store them at home and things like that. And that's, we want to do that once a month. That's going to be our give back. And that's the community outreach side. Now let's go over to the other 20 acres. The other 20 acres, we're going to do things a little bit different. So what I've noticed, and I'm not, you know, mad at anybody for it. They might have the reasons, but what I've noticed is, you know, we do lack ranges. That's one thing across this country we lack, especially um, easy to access outdoor ranges. In Georgia right now, our most popular and easy, easiest to access range uh, comes with a, a membership fee that's, you know, uh, three to four hundred dollars a year. Um, it also has an initiation fee. So the first year can run you about five or six hundred bucks. And then they want 30 percent uh, of your take of your class before you press the trigger. So if you're an instructor that's, you know, charging, you know, a hundred bucks, you know, for a class, you're just kind of getting going. You don't have the name rights to charge, you know, two, three, four hundred bucks for a class. Well, you got to give them 30 percent of that take. And even if you are a guy or girl that does have that name and that, that skill set, you now got to give them 30 percent. So 10 students, you know, at. Um, at, you know, 10 students on a range is 300 bucks just for that. So right now, your first class and you starting off your business, you're almost a grand into just overhead. Right. Just to shoot. So what we're going to do is we're going to alleviate that because I understand that one, I can't train every single person in America. And two, I don't know everything. Right. But what I do know is I know other people that are passionate about the Second Amendment, passionate about uh, people receiving proper education and training, even if they have their own spin on it. Right. So what I want to be able to do is give those individuals a place to operate. So I'm actually instead of soaking up all 20 acres for just no other choice, I'm going to allow uh, yearly rental spaces of these bays where the instructors can actually come in and operate their facility. So no more getting up, loading up all your stuff to come set up a bay, right? You got to move your target stands. You got to move all your target staple guns, the, the whole nine yards. You got to bring a shop with you every single time. We're going to allow you to have a stable place where you can put up your banners. You can set up shop for a year at a time. And uh, I'm not going to share what the cost will be, but it will be much cheaper uh, in the long run than dealing with somebody that is charging you per student because we're not going to do that. Uh, I want a place where you can operate where those small businesses uh, can continue to operate, turn a profit, 
learn how to be successful because small business is the bloodline of America. And we can help the Second Amendment by making sure the educators have a spot to do it um, that's affordable so they don't stop teaching because that's what's happening now. We have less people teaching because they can't they can't go up on their prices and they don't want to go out and work for, you know, six to 10 hours a day and only come back home with 50 bucks. That's not something they want to do. They want to spend time with their families. Um, so that's what that side will be. You know, that'll be all about the Second Amendment, all about uh, people going out to train and then the land uh, in between every all the walkways and things. We're going to have it look more like a park. I don't want it to look like a range when you show up. Obviously, when you're on a range, you're going to know you're on a range. Uh, but I want you I want it to be a place to where. Uh, when you come out there, you can, you know, the instructors, because it is member only, the instructors are all the members, right? So when you're out there with an instructor working, uh, you know, there will be places for you guys to have a barbecue. If your instructor wants to camp with his students and build kind of that rapport with each other, there'll be a place for you to camp. I want it to be a retreat for you as well, a place where you can use it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, have access to it to get away from the city, get away from anything, uh, connect with other human beings or be by yourself. You know, we're going to have a small library there where you can read and write. We know we're going to have a, a, a small makeshift like cigar area where you can kick your feet up. Instructor lounge where we're going to help each other how to uh, develop a syllabus and uh, be professional at what you do and also open it up for when the community wants to have events. They have a cost effective place to have an event, right? Weddings, uh, birthday parties, bar mitzvahs, whatever you want to do. We also want to offer that at an affordable cost where people can actually celebrate and live life. The thing that's really going to set us apart is that we've already partnered with an accredited um, uh, childcare facility. So when you come out to train as a mom and dad or a mom or a dad or whatever the case may be, you know, if you've been in this industry long enough, most of the time, the, the largest complaint is, you know, who's going to watch my kid? Well, that's great. We're going to take care of, care of that for you on site. So at a very, very inexpensive cost, your child will be in professional childcare with a licensed uh, business on property where you can go and do anything you want to do. If it's not something that the family's doing together, then great, because there are going to be a bunch of programs. But say you're just coming up to take a, a pistol class and you don't want your, you know, you got a four-year-old and your four-year-old's not going to be in a pistol class. Great, mom and dad, come on out. Take the four-year-old to the building, uh, leave them with the licensed rep, and then you go down to the training class. Enjoy your training class. And then when you're done on your way out, stop, get your kid and go home. Right? We want to make sure that we are a community, uh, a community resource, a, a service center, that not only explores how we expand and support the Second Amendment, but also uh, expand and enrich human beings at the same time. So that's what it is. And the project is called Greenwood. Uh, it is named after the, the Tulsa bombing um, in 1921, where that entire uh, black community was eradicated. Uh, Greenwood was the name of that suburb and the tagline is rebuilding what was lost. And uh, this is what we're going to do. We're gonna start rebuilding uh, self-sufficiency. This is not going to be a land, obviously, only for black people. But the idea is the fact that we are going to start helping the human being be more self-sufficient. And this time, the difference is we will have the arms to protect it. All right. So that's what it is. Awesome. So thanks for the synopsis there. So I've got a bunch of my questions, but um, also keep in mind there are people watching this live. So I'll, I'll take questions if people are uh, here to live to ask them. But thanks. That's exactly what I was hoping to uh, find out. So first off, Greenwood is awesome. Is that Greenwood Range? Uh, no, it's just going to be called Greenwood. Okay, just Greenwood. And yep. then um, forty acres. The twenty. Well, let me. I've got to look through my notes here. Um, I guess the first question is: uh, you mentioned it kind of with the camping, but is there do you anticipate having something like RV for people that come from out of state, a place for people to camp on facility, or is it? Like nearby hotels 
Um, the hotel, that's a great question. Now, when I had to look into RVs and the connects and all that, like, that stuff is not necessarily cheap. So we'll have kind of the rough man camping right now. You know, hey, there will be a space where you to park your stuff and and camp. But as far as like, I know that the gray hoses and the dump tanks and things like that, we're we're not going to be ready. However, directly across the street from the range, like when I say directly across, you can literally walk off the property and walk across the main highway there. There is a Georgia camping ground, like literally right across the street. Um, and it has all those hookups. It's a camping ground and an RV park. So right across the street, uh, you will be able to hook up and just walk. It'll take you six minutes to walk over uh, to the property and get to the range. If people aren't camping, there are hotels close by. Within five minutes, one highway exit up, uh, there's actually a brand new Holiday Inn Express being built. They should be done with that in the next uh, few months or so. Uh, but there are probably within 10 minutes, you probably have easily four or five different hotel options. And about half of that distance, I would say about five minutes, four to five minutes, you got about six different uh, restaurant options. So you're, 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 isolated you are away from the city but you're not totally in the wilderness like there's a a lot out there to do you know it's you figure most outdoor ranges are about an hour from major metropolitan areas so we still fall within that range but we got a, a, a outlet mall that's probably 10 15 minutes away uh the next county up the biggest town is griffin uh griffin has tons of restaurants shop best buy so it's very very convenient uh, if you're out there you mean it's an easy drive from atlanta uh but if you wanted to you know come out for a weekend of training you want to you didn't want to go up to the big city that's awesome you can still do all your shopping all your hanging out when you're done doing whatever you do at the range within 20 minutes enjoy yourself and then come back right on um i've got more questions but brooke I don't, do you know brooke cheney from connecticut uh if i do i'm sorry if i forgot i know a couple of people in connecticut uh, she said earlier that you sound like someone to have on her show, which makes me think that maybe you don't. I'm sure you've probably been in the same room together just because you're both uh, in the same circles. But uh, she's about to have a, a, a recorded uh, interview with uh, Annette Evans start here in a moment. So I just want to ask her a question before she has to duck out for that okay. interview. Um, but it's a great question. Uh, and I know that we haven't talked about facilities yet. And we're still talking about a project that is in the works. It's not a done deal or anything at this moment that I'm aware of. But her question is outhouses, porta potties, you know, the questions like that. No, we're going to have um, right now for the range, uh, the plan is to have modern porta potties, I would say. Uh, you know, the ones that actually have sinks attached to them, more modern. The building itself. Um, and then I have to get with the plumbers, obviously, when we get out there and survey the land to see what the plumbing would be. Uh, eventually, I do want a bathroom, like a modern restroom cabin style available for the ranges. I'm a big fan of that. In the meantime, we're going to do the handicap size modern porta potties, ones that are big enough for you to walk around in, change clothes, things of that nature. While we work on, you know, what the plumbing is going to be to get the facilities, restroom facilities actually at the range, the building. Uh, where we're doing all the classroom work and things like that will be modern. It will have, you know, nice modern restrooms in it, no different than any nice hotel uh, that you go into. Uh, but that's going to be something we're going to be looking at doing eventually as we do more fundraising. And obviously the land starts to uh, have more donations to it, then we'll, we'll clearly want to put at least two restrooms. I like going into modern restrooms when I'm out at the range. Uh, so that's going to be something that I definitely look, look forward to doing. But in the meantime, we're going to start off with handicap size, nice big porta potties. And then this is something that is sounds like it's it's out from the city, so it's and it's not um, in the middle of nowhere, but it's also not like there's plumbing or whatever they call it, pipes and electric. Well, there must be electric, but there's no pipes 
sewer pipes and all that kind of stuff running out front. You'd have to be doing your own whatever. Uh, potentially. There are a couple of residences, um, uh, regular standard homes that are, um, you know, within six, seven acres of the property on not it's a few of them. But clearly those homes have running water and electricity and things like that. So that okay, so general area. OK, yeah, I should be able to tap into it. But of course, cost and time, like nothing just happens and nothing's free. So but right. it's also not like the property has any. That's one of my questions was going to be is, is there any facilities there already? It's, it, this is raw property. This isn't. Yeah, uh, and, uh, I'll put it. I'll put it to you this way. The previous owners have owned it for 50 years and never set foot on it. It's okay. never been developed. It's it's you, <laughs> it is it is raw as raw can come. That's kind of cool though. Now is the is there terrain? Is it flat? Is it is there a way to differentiate the twenty acre sides or something like with a hill or something like that? Yeah, from the from the topical view of it, um, when you when we looked at the topical view and threw the drone over it, um, it is it does have that um, that ever changing elevation, not drastically, but it does, which is great for berms, right? So I was really happy to see that. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to um, because it's all it's, it has tons of trees. Everything is wooded. So the original plan is where the building is versus where we want people to understand, like, hey, this is where we're doing all our classroom stuff. This is the building. This is where the, the kids are going to be planting gardens and stuff like that. We're going to use one of the established tree lines, along with obviously safety measures to make sure, hey, when you go past this, you're start you're going to start getting into the noise. Right. You're going to start getting into the guns. But all the bays, we're going to build those things. That's one thing I don't mind saying. You know, you can go anywhere and normally see um, uh, berms from six to eight feet. We're going to do 14 foot berms. Right? I just want to really make sure everything is entrapped inside of that berm. So we're going to do 14 foot berms. Uh, that's the back of the berm and the walls to the left and the right are all going to be 14 feet around. So if you know, I don't know if just curious is I'm, I'm trying to think I, I'm, I've been to Atlanta. Atlanta is where Glock is. Right. So I've been to Atlanta. And if I'm. Going south from there, I'm trying to remember if I've, I've, I know I've driven there, but it's been a long time. Is this going to be, this is not jungle, but I mean, this is thick greenery. This isn't like yeah. I'm used to or somewhere. It's, it's fields. This is, no, gonna, this is, this is you're greenery. Gonna be this is... out the range. Is it going to be, you're going to be having to keep hacking the range out of the greener of the vegetation every year? Like it's going to get overgrown without maintenance type of thing. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have to maintain it, uh, but that's going to be uh, me and my staff members. We'll have to keep it, you know, keep it pushed back, things like that. But when it comes to some of the trees that are around the area, I mean, we're going to root those things all the way up. So it'll be more um, after you get the, the clay kind of turned over to be more just, you know, grass killer kind of keeping the berms from. Uh, OK, you know, so it's a, an insane amount. I'm, I'm not just really sure. I you know, I'm just not familiar with the area. And then the same with berms. It's not like you have to worry about them eroding every couple of years. Once you put them there, do they stay there? Uh, yeah, they'll be staying there. Now, what we're going to do is um, partner with a company that is uh, partners actually with an organization that helped us with this project. Uh, well, they, they'll come in once a year and we'll have the lid cleaned out of the berm and then repack it. So once a year, the entire berm will be shut down for about four days. Uh, we'll yank all the lead out of the berm, uh, repack the berm. All the lead is going to be properly recycled. Um, and that's going to be kind of the exchange. They get to keep the lead. We get to get the berm refreshed and the instructors get a nice clean area redone totally once a year for them to keep it looking nice and nice and beautiful is this going to be like a pie shape where the the, the targets are singular and then there's like a, a, a an arc where all the instructors have their area or are they each going to be like out into their own uh target area oh they'll have their own target area no different than any um any outdoor bay range you've ever been to right you'll have a bay here <laughs> and then maybe you know 60, 70 feet to your left or your right, there's another bay. And then, you know, 60, 70 feet to your right or left, there's another bay. It'll be, it'll be set up like that. 
And then um, we've got some specific questions. I'll hit them so that I don't start missing them or anything. I appreciate you being, because this isn't obviously scripted and uh, I'm learning as much as everybody else. So I appreciate you taking the time to explain this to us because this sounds awesome. Um, what is the timetable? Uh, Chad, I should say, asked, what's the timetable on this? He was about to start a membership at a range that you're talking about with the $300 and the one, you know, $500 fee. Yeah. Um, if so for now, remember this range is only for instructors. You can sign up for a class if they are now as an instructor, then it's obviously for him. Um, now the instructors are obviously going to have open enrollment for the classes. So that's how you get on the property, uh, for training anyway, community programs, everybody's welcome. When we are talking about, um, timeline, the first timeline was, um, this spring, which we, we achieved that was actually getting the property, right? That was phase number one. Um, really, really tough phase. Uh, I have just for everybody knows I have over um, six figures of my own money into this as well. So I came in with about one hundred and four thousand dollars right away to help make it happen. Um, and then went out to other partners, which I will disclose at a later date. Other partners jumped in and they assisted. So we got that phase done. Now we're at phase number two. Phase number two does require um, to complete phase number two around three hundred thousand dollars. Phase number two includes the barn dominium or the building, if you want to just think about it that way, the building being set up and stood up with windows and doors. And then the inside, I'm going to use a lot of volunteer services from people that I know have carpentry skills, drywalling, painting, flooring, things of that nature, kind of in my network that are willing to make those donations to save on costs. And then obviously we have the the, the berms to be built out and some of the, the, the land that we're going to be using for farming and things like that to get ready to accept that. So that phase is around $300,000. Um, as far as when it's going to be completed, I have a year schedule for that to be done. If I had then that's because I have to fundraise. If I didn't have to fundraise, it'll be done in six months, right? But because there is a fundraising aspect to it and I already have enough liquid capital sunk into it just to make sure we had the, the land before prices skyrocketed again. Um, it depends on how much people jump in and assist. So the ultimate goal is I would like to have it up and running and functional with everything I just presented to you in a year. Uh, that is my goal. I would like to shorten that time frame, but my goal is a year. No other choice will be operating this firearms training portion on there this fall. But that's just going to be uh, because all I need to do is get one of the burns built, clear out some land, and I'm good to go. But to open it up to the public, to allow all the other instructors in, things like that, we're looking at a year. Now, if I can get donations to come in sooner, then the quicker we'll get it done. Okay, right on. So um, so people that think this is like a public range that's going to be open to the public at some kind of scheduled time, it's not necessarily, it's going to have hours, but it's those hours are for the people that have rented the days, the people that have rented the, the range. And those instructors will then have whatever their classes are, but more than likely a lot of stuff on weekends and evenings, I'm guessing. Unless they're yeah, correct. So it won't be, it won't be a facility where um, you can just say, Hey, I want to go, you know, I want to just go shoot and me and my buddies go shoot. We're not, we're not that style of facility. One, it's um, it's a liability. And when you start getting into the insurance costs and things like that, it's kind of, it's, it's not how we're set up. It's not how the structure is set up. Uh, what we are is open for the instructors. Now, the way your only way that you're on the property shooting is if you are enrolled in a class that is occurring, right? So that's going to be up to the instructor schedules. There will be some guys that operate during the day, some guys operating during the evenings and weekends. Uh, but that's how you will, you will get on the property is to sign up for a class that is occurring with shooting. Everything else we're doing 
the um, all the, the soft skills, you know, when it comes to resume writing, interview skills, the escalation class, everything else outside of shooting, just come. Like there will be a way for you to sign up and you just get to come do it. Right. So like a website uh, and the classes. Yeah, on. we'll we'll yeah, we'll have the website. Uh, the website will be available. Uh, we will have into have it. You know, anybody can come. I don't care, you know, what your politics are. I don't care what your race is. I don't care what your financial uh, status is. For all the outreach courses, I want people to just enroll in them. Most of them will be free. And then we know that you're coming and we look forward to seeing you. The gate will be open. Drive up, come to the building. We're going to welcome you with, with, you know, high fives and hooks. You know, we want people up there for that. But when the, you when it comes to shooting, then you have to be under the guise of one of the instructors, which means you've either partnered with that instructor doing something or you're enrolled in one of their classes. That makes a lot of sense because otherwise, well, it's a whole other endeavor to have a public range and then employees and, like you say, insurance and then wear and tear on that range is a little different than wear and tear on instructors having classes out there. Yeah, and then what? What you know? And I know everybody doesn't doesn't care to really understand because it's not something they're gonna you know really be in, involved in too deep. But when you have a public you know, a public range where people can just come. You're also looking at dealing with these uh, these counties and it becomes very, very difficult. You start going through a ton of bureaucracy uh, where if you're saying, hey, I'm a, even even some of the bigger ranges that say, hey, we're membership only, which means they control it. Right. And they want people want to see membership. Uh, they want to see that you can control it. And with the way that we're set up, I want it to be, hey, I know if I hear a gunshot going off, I got a, a you know, a quote unquote instructor RSO, but I have somebody that at least has a skill set. Now we are also going to interview every single instructor that's allowed on that property, right? So they're not, you're not just going to be able to say, Hey, I went through my favorite uh, organization and I got a cert, you know, uh, when, when I get some of these instructors that say, Hey, all right, man, I want to, I want to be out here for, you know, at least a year and I want to run my business. It's great. Um, the people that come train with them should feel comfortable to know that myself and a panel of individuals are going to not only research them, monitor them. Everybody's going to have to do a shooting exercise for us. Uh, with mock students to show us that you can be safe. So when we're hearing gunshots, we understand that that's under the guise and the eyes of a trained professional. So nobody has to panic. Everybody can, you can, you can plant your garden, you can take a walk, you can read your book, you can feel safe going in and out of the classrooms without jumping because someone's shooting, wondering if a round's going to come buzzing over your head because some guy just walked in off the street, you know, paid 30 bucks and is out there with a gun he doesn't know anything about and doing something reckless and we can't keep eyes on him like we want to. I would imagine, too, going into the future, we're going to see more and more classes, potentially at least where more, if not all, the pistols have uh, suppressors on them. And then it'll be even more innocuous, whatever the word would be, you know, for the people that are on the other side of the property or around the area. Yeah, don't tease me with a good time. <laughs> I, want, I want all the suppressors. I want everybody to have them. I mean, there's another element to it, too, for people that are might be disappointed if they just heard of this a second ago and then thought, oh, well, now if I can't go shoot there as a public range, whatever. Well, if you take and give instructors a place to go, you've just taken a pressure off of the public ranges that was there because, the you know, everyone had to share the public ranges. Now you've taken a good deal of that pressure off and given the instructors a place to go. Um, there might be a consequence that new people shooting might go to the range, but you know what I mean? There's going to be less classes at the range then. then. Yeah. Um, for, but no, nah, yeah, it does. You're right. See, it frees that up. Uh, so it, it gives the instructors a place to, 
And if you aren't an instructor, you, you, you know, you just don't see the anxiety. When you show up to one of these public rights, which I haven't done in God knows how long, um, but when you show up to a public range and you're trying to run a professional class and you got whatever happening to your left and your right, it's, it's it can get pretty wild, man, right? So we want to be able to have a place where the instructors can focus, they can run, they can do their thing. And guess what? Now when you want to go to the range, you don't you don't have instructors clogging up your space, right? So it is a win-win for everybody. It really is. And I get apologize there thinking of and and you know it should be some kind of a shooting range, but there's this is firearms industry here and there's so many reasons why you'd want a range like you're saying a range that's useful and functional that's also discreet let's say or private um you mentioned events and stuff but obviously once you've got the schedule and you know how many people are using your uh facility and when there's classes are you can schedule in obviously train and learn i'm assuming and then other things like that so you can you'll be able to facilitate stuff like that now that you mentioned it being a private range where you don't have to worry about uh working around public hours mm -hmm. people could have classes for night vision or stuff like that but is it is it going to be open for like law enforcement to be able to use it and um maybe uh contractor type of instructors or people that might use it yeah no. we have a plan we have a plan for contracting instructors um that'll be um that's something we've worked out so yeah if you got you know if an instructor wants to come and I, i'm obviously buddy buddies with a lot of uh, uh peers in the industry you know so if those guys want to come in they got you know they got a, a base in atlanta in the atlanta area or alabama or anywhere close south carolina is really close uh anywhere in the southeast and they need a place to go with that we want to be we want to be able to offer that right we want to be able to say hey here's a nice facility you can come use that is catered to the instructor, right? So the better the instructor is being catered to, the better he can cater, he or she can cater to their students, right? So uh, we'll have that for them. And then as far as, um, oh, uh, as far as, what was the second part of the question you asked? The instructors and? Um, well, military and then? Uh, uh, law enforcement. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wanna be an access for everybody. You know, oddly enough, because I can be critical when, when an American citizen's rights are violated, people think for whatever reason that I'm anti-cop, uh, which I think is a boneheaded, uh, way to approach things. I'm just pro-justice and I'm damn sure pro-American. So if something happens to one of my fellow Americans that I disagree with, I'm going to be vo boisterous about it. Now, um, that being said, uh, we are going to be partnering uh, with law enforcement. Absolutely. You know, we're in a, We're going to be in a, a county that is not necessarily, let's just say, well off. It's not. It's a large county by size, but not a large county in population, thus less tax dollars. Um, I believe the, the actual PD, and I want to confirm this before I say the name of the PD, but in the county, the actual PD that services uh, our immediate area, I believe only has three officers to include the chief, right? So um, we, we obviously want to help them out in all the surrounding uh, uh, law enforcement agencies. You know, you guys don't have to drive up to Atlanta, you know, come right up the street. You know, what do you need? You got you got your own instructors? Great. We'll give you a beta use, right? Well, we want to we want to under have them understand that you can use this facility. We want everyone to come out here and learn. And guess what? The better you're trained uh, and you can interact with the, the the civilians and citizens that are coming in off the property, then probably the better communication and understanding we have anyway. So absolutely, this is going to be a land for anybody that wants to do the right thing. Right now, and that's the thing. Even people that are skeptical about the you know abilities of law enforcement, then I would think you'd be interested in seeing them train better or get more education. And if you're going to do that, wouldn't you want them to do that in a facility that's conducive to it not one that's stressful or just shift or something so yeah, i think that's pretty neat
Um, and then there's lots of other reasons to be able to, uh, when you're talking having law enforcement of any type coming through a facility with a bunch of Second Amendment activists, not just plain old gun people, but activists, people that have a mind on what our rights, you know, what the Second Amendment protects, uh, that, what's the word, it gets through, like there's some, some, something gets, you know, there's, there's communication gets through, you know, conversations around the coffee machine or the water cooler, um, people start to feel the pulse of both sides and, that's facilitated at infrastructure like you're creating yeah absolutely that's what we want we we you know the thing is we can't this idea addresses a lot of issues right and then inside of it are issues that can be addressed so now we have a space i used to do a, a program years and years ago i did it like five or six times and it was a coffee with a cop right and so what i would do is bring uh community members that had concerns and bring police officers in now here was the rule we didn't record it and I didn't allow anybody to record it and everybody with respect can just say what they wanted to say. Right. Um, and the, sometimes it got heated. I mean, the cops were yelling at people, people were yelling at the cops, but at the end of it, everybody got a chance to see the, the perspective of the other individual. Right. And so you've seen a lot of relationships be, be solved from that. Matter of fact, one of the kids, uh, that was 16 that used to hate the police after that coffee with a cop I, I, you know he called me and he was like hey a couple of years later we stayed in touch he called me he's like hey man i'm going through the explorer program i said all right cool he's like i want to make sure that they're doing the right thing and next thing you know i look up he's about 24 now he's a police officer right because he got a chance to be exposed and he polices the way he thinks it's the right way so it, it creates a lot of different bonds and that's what this property is going to give us the opportunity to do so that stuff and a lot more but no we're not gonna the only type of cop and i will tell you right now the only the only type of cop that is not welcome on that land is somebody that is coming up there um, with three letters behind her name saying or coming up to investigate what what guns are being used. You better have a warrant. Um, I'm, I'm, we're not going to be checking NFA stamp paperwork for, you know, because of length of burrows and if you got a brace or a stock or none of that. Right. If you understand how to use a platform, it is not my uh, responsibility to check and make sure that you are in some kind of weird compliance uh, with some, you know, fic well, don't, it's not fictitious because it's very real, it's written down, but, you know, any type of a government agency. That's not my responsibility. Don't drink. Don't be inebriated of any sort. Operate your gun safely. Shoot whatever gun you got. Me and my staff are not going to be riding around asking you to show us your paperwork for your CAN or show us your paperwork for your SBR or whatever you have. Use it safely. Use it properly. And you're fine by us. Um, so the only uh, agency that's not going to be allowed up there without a warrant is the agency that's coming to say, hey, we're coming to check out, you know, Bay 4 and what those guys are using. If you don't have a warrant, you can turn around. You're not welcome on my property. Right. Doing the, uh, what are they, well, the, uh, I forget what the terms they're using now, but the uh, paying attention to all the details. Well, you're not selling anything, so there's no reason for them to uh, uh, show up. Or I should say, is there going to be a pro shop? Maybe that's a good question. There will be a pro shop. We're not going to deal with guns, though, uh, but we will have uh, and that's just part of making sure the instructors. Once again, this thing is kind of tailored for the shooting side. It's tailored it's for the instructor. Right. In case somebody runs out of something or something breaks. Right. And then the, the instructors will actually they're going to be able to get things at um at a pretty reasonable cost. Right. Which allows them to also offer that to their students. But let's just say, for an example, student shows up to class and they forgot their ammo. Right. Normally, people will, you know, let you bomb a few rounds here and there. But, or you can just run up to the pro shop, you know, grab your ammo, uh, pay for it. Or if you don't have the funds, right, right, right then. But depending on your relationship with your instructor, your instructor can come up 
it'll be added to their monthly tab. They'll have a, a 30 day um, payment plan is set up, you know, uh, for them. So they can just add it to their monthly tab and they can grab it for you. Right. So either way, you can make sure you're taken care of and it won't be it. We weren't we're not going to gouge you. Right. We're going to be very, very fair because we want people to be able to afford the sport of shooting and self-defense. So, yeah, uh, targets, ammo, staples, staple guns. I'm telling you, that's every instructor's like <laughs> Achilles heel It's a damn staple gun. So, uh, you know, staple guns, markers, uh, eye protection, ear pro, everything will be up there. We want it to be catered to where when you're here, everything that you need to function out. I'm, I'm sorry, outside of the firearm. Uh, because I don't really want to deal with the FFL. That's part of keeping government uh, regulatory agencies off the land. Um, everything that you will need is there. And then there are always plenty of guns around if you absolutely need one, right? Well, hopefully the instructor brings that part, yeah. But uh, Smeggy has a good question out there. Uh, will you have guest instructors, some people travel? Absolutely, um, yeah. Like, that's what I said before. You know, uh, not only my personal friends, if there is an instructor who's like, hey, man, I got a base in Atlanta, you know, our communications officer, uh, you, you, they'll shoot us an email um, and, hey, I want to come in town on the 18th of the month. You know, uh, what's it going to cost me? You know, some ranges are, are, are pretty brutal. Some aren't. And we're not going to be one of the brutal ones. Right. We're going to have a very nominal fee, very affordable fee that's uh, at or below industry standards for guys to come in and, and operate and train. Our goal is to make sure that we are fostering an environment for learning. And sometimes you can um, you have to pay attention to the small details to make sure. So absolutely. If there's a guy from Seattle, if there's a guy from Wyoming, if there's a guy from New York, if there's a guy from the Midwest um, and they need a spot to come in real quick and run a weekend training class, we are going to be that facility for them. I want that to be what we are. I'm going to ask a couple. Once you want to go back and hit anything that um, I've been glossing over or brushed past. Um, I'm guessing there's lots of opportunity to have relationships with targets and stuff like that. Um, do you have any ideas for uh, how it's going to be, how the targets themselves are going to be set up? Is it, uh, have you gotten to that level of paying attention to those kind of details yet? Um, I have. I got a lot of ideas. Uh, but this is actually where guys like you and the audience come in at, right? So this part right here is where I put the onus first. Help us out, man. It's GoFundMe.com forward slash aiming for the truth, which is the name of the uh, nonprofit that's going to be doing. It's kind of spearheading it. It's aiming for the truth. Right. So GoFundMe.com forward slash aiming for the truth. Every dollar helps. Outside of that, you know, when you are whether you know somebody at the, at the company or not, let's just for example, let's pick on action target for a second. Right. So let's just say, um, you know, somebody at action target or you don't. Right. You don't but you understand that you go to most ranges, you use their products, you're, you buy their stuff, you're right. This is a great idea to start telling them, hey, you guys should get behind. People, people will be surprised what an email or a phone call to a company from the consumer does. When the consumer starts saying it, companies really start to listen. So I can walk in our office with a pitch all day long. I'm pretty good at that, right? I can, I can walk in, I do have a couple of business degrees. I can walk in and have a good pitch, but man, I'm telling you, when the consumer starts saying, this is what I want you to support. This is what I believe you should stand behind. There's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like it. Right. So that's why I'll challenge people. So and I'm picking on action target. I haven't approached them yet, but 
you know, Action Target wants to come in and they want to, you know, uh, be sponsored of the, the, the project. It's all nonprofit. Every single bit of it is nonprofit. But they want to come in and say, hey, you know what? We'll do this for great work, great effort, uh, nonprofit. And they want to lay down targets. We'll welcome Action Target in with open arms because we need. We're not going to run some El Cheapo place like it's not going to be necessarily state of the art either because it's not even indoors outside. But we want it to be nice, very efficient. Right. Uh, something you can go in, you can stand and be like, oh, this is going to be a good day. So whatever companies that you or anyone listening or somebody that listens to this later might know, um, you know, tell them about the project, you know, tell them about me, tell them to reach out and talk, because most guys will tell you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm known in this industry. I've been around this industry for a while, but I don't know everybody and I don't know everybody that can do everything. And I don't know everything that all of you can make happen. So that's when I'll humbly say, hey, if you can make it happen, put some pressure on some people to get us targets to get someone to come in and donate money um, to, to build the building or uh, build the bathrooms by the range or help with clearing the land or putting targets up. Whatever you got, send it my way. Well, that's a neat part about having one that's a blank canvas, blank canvas, as you know, they say. So you're not taking a rebuilding a building. You know, you don't have to work within the layout of a foundation that's already there. Um, nope. So, yeah, that gives people the ability to come in and go, like you said, like, hey, you need uh, a berm, you know, then it's the such and such berm, you know, or, or, or the uh, facilities, you know, or are brought to you by such and such. Just like if they were a, um, uh, like a national match or something, I'm, I, I, I would assume the about the same price for the sponsor as well, you know, whatever it costs to sponsor a bay at a national match. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. Realistically, um, I'm not going to crap on my industry, man, because you know what? I give the Second Amendment industry from a business standpoint a lot of slack. But, you know, I, I also understand I'm balanced with it. Uh, but at the same time, we spend a lot of money on a lot of stuff. Um, lots of it. Right. And, you know, realistically, if I had four partners come in and, 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 and really get involved in this. And one of those partners, and then a fifth partner, right. Being the people, um, we could be done with this thing in less than a year and have this thing up and running and doing things for the second amendment that nobody has ever imagined. Right. Um, I think one thing that I have been noted for is being very unorthodox in my approach, but make no doubt about it. I've, I've transformed the minds of millions of people when it comes to the approach about freedom and the approach about the second amendment. So if I can get a land where we can foster that and we can start bringing a community in with gun rights, it's going to be a game changer. It's exactly what we've been missing to stop making guns taboo and make them intertwined in everyday fabric when it comes to the mentalities of individuals. So um, if we can, if we, I say we as a collective can get these, you know, companies that are, you know, I mean, they're make, I know their, their job is to make money, but they have to pay their employees, right? They got taxes, they got regulatory agencies to deal with. I get it. They got expansion. They got forecast numbers to look at. I, I totally get it. And I'm very uh, empathetic to it. But at the same time, there's a lot of money floating around there um, and we need to divert some of that money to things that are going to do a little bit more to expand, not just continue to maintain, but to actually expand the Second Amendment. And there is no one that can look at a program like this and say this doesn't help because it clearly does. Right. Uh, where you can combine community outreach and professional firearms training and constitutional classes and civic classes and free gun classes for families with child care on site that does not allow people 
to see exactly who the gun folks are, exactly who the Second Amendment people are, and inter integrate with them naturally, right? It's, it, you're on the same land. You're going to talk to each other. You don't think somebody that's going to come up that might be doing farming isn't going to hear a shot or two crack off, don't know that they're on a land with where, where there are 10 professional instructors roaming around all the time. Like, yeah, hey, what's going on over there? I don't know. You want to go see? Right? So it's a place for us to foster. And then the Second Amendment people, we can also get you. Do you know how to live off the grid if you need to? Do you know how to farm your own food, uh, harvest your own crops? Do you know how to do that stuff? Do you know how to read and write? Let's face facts. There are a lot of people that are grown men of all shapes and sizes and colors that are, are still, you know, borderline illiterate or are illiterate or can't really go get a good job because they've never had the right resume. Then look at the things you can take advantage of, right? Look at the things you can bring people from your community to do, right? So it is, it would be a mistake for us not to divert or create some funds to help a project like this going. And the beautiful thing about it is nobody has to contribute any continuous manpower. You leave that up to me. I'll make sure it runs. Well, there's been, I appreciate that. That's a great, again, like, uh, much I say like a uh, a great summary of the that that perspective of it and I'm trying not to interrupt you as you're talking because I tend to do that but uh, the that's one of the elements that I think is so cool anybody can make a range and trust me anybody could make a range that caters to law enforcement and military and contractors and probably make quite a bit of dollars especially if you're stuck in the middle of nowhere because people that get paid to go shoot don't care what it costs because somebody else is paying for it so you mm -hmm. can definitely make money if you just make a range you can somebody you know makes a range to the public i don't know i don't think you make money if there was money to be made in shooting ranges we'd see shooting ranges i just put it out that way so it's possible for someone who has a dedication and a passion to open a shooting range and make it work to the public i mean but what you're doing is you're creating something that's smart but it's also that bridge or that i don't want to call it but outreach but that aware that the, the awareness and exactly like, i don't repeat what you just said there but that element of it is unique but I wanted to, one of the questions I wanted to ask you about this is I, there's a couple of other projects that I'm gonna call adjacent to this, like similar, right? Is there anything mm -hmm. that gave you inspiration or is there anything that you're, um, any aspects of prior past or present projects that you hope to incorporate? You know, um, yeah, there's gonna be all kinds of things, especially if we get this other uh, 30 acres uh, to have 70 acres. Man, there are a lot of things that I, I wanna do now I gotta be honest. I didn't get the idea for this facility, this original idea from anywhere. It was it was all in my head. Uh, this was just something to me looking around, being like, "Hey, I'm I'm doing I'm always doing these things, and they need to be brought together, right?" Um, and I saw a problem. I saw I saw the business of it, instructors not being able to have a place to operate, uh, being raped because things are kind of monopolized, you know. Um, especially in this area. And we have a we have a ton of people, millions and millions upon millions of Americans. And I'm outside of one of the largest cities in the country that want to train. They honestly want to train. Right. So how can we help the instructor and the student, you know, expand business and freedom at the same time as self-awareness and self-defense? Uh, but I didn't get the idea from anywhere. Now, what I will say is this. There are programs that are awesome that I absolutely want to do um, various things with. One of them is preppers. I know a lot of different prepper schools out there. I am um, I'm very novice when it comes to anything uh, preppers, but I do want to work with the prepper community to have classes on the property because I think what those what that community does is pretty freaking phenomenal, right? 
Um, I also want to have um, and canning and, and yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, man. I want to have communication classes on the property, right? Um, um, and I got that idea from going to the uh, Freedom Festival at uh, SOE down there with John Willis. And this lady was, you know, she started talking about the Underground Railroad. And I'm very familiar with how they left different signals and things like that along the paths. But she was talking about how you do that now, right? I want those communication classes. I want guys to understand how to operate ham radios or how to communicate with each other on trees and how to navigate, you know, land and read maps and read compasses. So absolutely. I want all those, <coughs> excuse me, I want all those things to come. And I also want to let people know that we want other guys that are already doing great things or girls. If you have an idea and you say you're, uh, let's just use an easy one. Let's say, you know, he's a buddy of mine, but let's say we take Maj, right? So Maj has a solutionary center up in Philadelphia where he's doing a lot of different classes. I mean, he's got a lot of unique things going up there, right? But if he ever said, hey, I want to come down to Atlanta and run a class, I want to be a spot from him. If uh, Derek with uh, Kids Safe, you know, all the way from the, the West Coast says, hey, man, I want to come down for two weeks and do nothing but run classes for people in that area. I want the land to be available. And if somebody comes up and says, I have this brand new idea, I think it's a game changer. It will help out the American people. I want to hear it because we have the land to make it happen, if that makes sense. Right. So any and everything I am open to, as long as the benefit is to the people. I mean, that's kind of what I was expecting the answer to be. And yeah, that's awesome. It's one of those, like, if you don't, if it doesn't exist, then how can people put it into their reality? Because some people need to have a context first, right? Like, oh, well, if that exists, now I can, what can I do with that resource? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about some of the uh, travel and stuff um, that way either. Um, Maj does cool stuff with like phlebotomy and up training, mm -hmm. like um, what do you call that? Like occupational stuff. It sounds mm -hmm. like talking more. I was actually going to ask the question in my notes earlier when you were chatting before uh, or describing it earlier. Are these going to are you thinking classes that would go towards like continuing education, like a like a for college clerk credit or some kind of something like that? Or was this more like in like for your own thing or would it be like the for the, the I'm thinking of like the gardening and stuff with that are there instructors there that have their own certifications that I'm just not aware of or is it something like using that idea that like with, with Maj and the phlebotomist classes like a uh, occupational type of thing like you'd get some sort of or is it maybe all of those I don't think any of them are exclusion no it's, but, it's really um it's really more of the, the latter what you just said so when you uh, when we look at uh let's just take gardening for an easy one a uh, gardening or, or farming right which are two different things but I am not an expert at those things I know experts at those things that already have programs that exist. Their handicap is where do they do it, right? So they're exactly. already, they, they got the licenses, they got the know-how, they got the years behind them. Heck, they even got the people that want to learn from them, right? But they, they're limited because they're like, where do we do this? And so I want to give them a continuous spot to do it, right? Like, so, hey, you want to come down, you want to plant a garden, keep planting little micro gardens all over this, you know, 70 acres if we get the 30 combined with it. Uh, because, like I said, I remember I, I wanted to look more like a community park when you get there, right? So right. take over the landscaping. I, it's free reign. Just do it, right? Um, bring the people out. Show them how to do what you're doing. Uh, the, the farming, you know, if we dedicate a, a acre to people that want to, you know, do a nice little rural farming, acre, acre and a half, just come out, run the programs and do it. And we're going to facilitate and help those programs, right? So we're going to be getting people to come to them as well. I think one of the main things... Um, one of the main things that I've been naturally gifted with is the art of delegation. I understand what I'm not good at, who is, and how to appoint them 
to uh, or empower them to do that thing. So you have a handicap, which is land. I have land. You have a skill set. I have a care for people and I want people to understand this skill set. How can I help you? You need land here. Here's the land. Right. Um, make sure you take care of it. Uh, obviously, you know, we need to have an open enrollment. You can't say, hey, only my friends can do it. Right. It has to be open to the public um, where the public can come in and they can learn, too. And I want the public to take those skills back out. And if you start teaching your local communities, all the better for it. But anyone that has a skill set, I am great at certain things. I can teach you how to write a resume. Right. I can I can teach you how to deescalate situations. I can damn sure teach you how to operate a gun. I can teach you how to challenge thought. I can work work with you on mental uh, mental conditions. I can help out with a lot of things, but I'm not great at everything. And that's when I'm going to be working with the, the experts in those fields to say, hey, what do you need? You need a classroom. You need space. Great. Here it is. Let's help people. And I'll be willing to listen to anybody's idea. Somebody outside of what the laundry list of things we already have, somebody came up and said, hey, this is something I think people need. And you present it to me and it makes sense to me. OK, what day do you want to do it? It's pretty much just that damn simple. Yeah, seriously. And then even if the worst case scenario gets to be a scheduling headache, that means you've got something where you got the opportunity to get that 30 acres and expand. So that's cool, too. Yep. In other words, the demand would be there to to make that make that worthwhile. Um, I, w I have more questions, but I do want to keep it at an hour because I think that's just easier for people to consume. And and I don't want to take too much of your time out of nowhere. I appreciate it. Be willing to take the time, though, and uh, chat with us about it. Um, if people want to get in contact with you um, about this, is there a specific place or just your standard contact info? No, Pleasure. shoot me a um, shoot me a um, a if you want to donate, that'd be great. GoFundMe for slash aiming for the truth. If you want to email me about the project, shoot it over to my email uh, info i n f o info at nootherchoice.com. Uh, so that's info at nootherchoice.com. The website is nootherchoice.com, um, and all my social media tags across all platforms is the real um, NLC. So the real NLC, and um, DM me, message me, email me. Um, I am most active on Instagram. If you shoot me some on Instagram. Um, you're going to get a response off social media the fastest. But if you want the, the fastest response, email me because I stay in my email all day. So, again, I appreciate you taking the time and going over all this. We kind of went, you know, in without any kind of form, uh, with any kind of uh, script here, we just kind of went back and forth. So is there anything I want to just give you some time here at the end? If there is anything that we glossed over or ran through and that I asked a question and, and took us off in a tangent before you could finish anything. Uh, just, just an opportunity if I did miss, if you didn't want it. Okay. Um, well, no, I will say, I will say the range we, I mean, I think you did a great job of facilitating that conversation. Um, I will say for the, the no other choice train and learn event, which is Memorial day weekend, uh, every year outside of St. Louis. So 2023 is the same thing. Uh, Memorial day weekend outside of St. Louis for people that don't understand what it is. I'll keep it very brief. It's three days of professional development for the for the freedom community. It's just not firearms instructors. It is writers, bloggers, uh, photographers, you know, um, radio personalities, uh, podcasters, YouTubers, uh, everyone. If you're in the, if you're in the game of freedom, it is for everyone to come out. It's three days of professional development. We have workshops that are business workshops, right? Um, and that's probably everyone's favorite part, where we get these these different business workshops that are teaching you how to scale, manage. Uh, diversify and expand your thought and your business at the same time. Um, and the reason we do that is because one thing I noticed, and I have a couple of business degrees. One thing I noticed is that people come in this, this, the freedom community, 
driven off passion, no different than I did. And I'm pretty sure no different than you did, right? We are a passion driven people. Um, and then what happens is the passion runs up against business. And you see a lot of great people, man. And I know you've seen them over the years. They come out the gates and they are on fire. And you look up in a year and a half and you don't see them anymore. They couldn't afford to keep it going, right? They, 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 they didn't understand it. We want to kind of put a, put, a, put a stop to that, put a Band-Aid on that. Um, so it is for everyone. We have big names and small names alike. We don't judge you off your following, right? Uh, you should be in the business. We should be able to see that, yeah, you're trying. We don't judge you off your followers. We've had people there with you know, eight, 900,000 pushing a million followers. And we've had people there with 2000, right? But it's a place for us to all come um, and learn from the professionals that are teaching uh, the, the individual classes out there. Um, a lot of people believe that they know things that it, they just don't know. And it's okay to humble yourself and come uh, get a quick workshop from somebody that's gonna get that going. And then we spend, that's the first day. And we end, we end that night with fun, man, networking, cause that's a big part of business networking so you're gonna be able to ax throw you're gonna be able to play laser tag you know it's a gun store connected to where we have it so you can shop for some gun parts or guns or whatever the case may be or just sit back get a piece of pizza and you know uh, uh congregate with people next year we'll even have a screening of um hustle queen's uh documentary she was a part of about sex trafficking right so that'll be in a separate room if you want to go kind of talk to some people that have been through that journey and what that looks like uh, then we get out on the range where we always bring different instructors in uh, different disciplines um so we mix it up every year. Uh, this year, past year, we had a rifle instructor, we had a pistol instructor, we had hand-to-hand, -hand, and we had medical, right? So we had Akil Bay, Green Beret, 23 years at it, coming out teaching you medical stuff. Uh, we had Ryan and Amber with Fit to Fight out of North Carolina. They run, they manage gyms all over the country. They came in and taught us hand-to-hand. -hand. Uh, we had uh, Prevectus Group, Kurt from Prevectus Group, come in and teach us about pistols, and Barrett with Barrico come in and teach us about rifles. Right. So that's nine instructors already. You had five the day before in workshops and you got four out on the range. Uh, we end the day with a nice cigar and bourbon pairing class. I'm a big cigar guy. Right. So we end that. We give you a free stick. We you know, if that's your thing, we give you a full bourbon. If that's your thing, obviously guns are secured at this point. And we sit back and we network around a bonfire out in the middle of the country in Missouri. Uh, last year, we threw in a, a fireworks show. You had food catered to you. It is a beautiful day and then the third day we do nothing but collaboration hey i've been wanting to work with you hey i want to work with you i want to use these skill sets um that i've learned over the last couple of days and i want to network with you so you start seeing people from all over the country who won't see each other except for maybe a shot show or maybe an nra show but now they actually get to get on the range and collaborate and share ideas and things of that nature uh so that's what train and learn is you get all that of a total of nine different classes uh you get fed three times uh, you get the bourbon and cigar pairing class you get the night vision experience. We also, I bring out all my night vision stuff. Other guys bring theirs out and you just, it's not training, but you get to experience what night vision is. I mean, you get all that for 350 Oh, all that, you know, I would, I would say, ask people to take a pause and ask them what they would pay for that. Cause seriously, mm -hmm. you're not even like upselling it. They're, 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 this is, that was, I thought it was awesome. And I apologize for interrupting, but think about what you would pay for that. Hopefully you didn't hear what Kevin said. But think about what that would be worth, three days of all that. And when you talked about the third day, getting the opportunity to collaborate, uh, when people meet at SHOT Show or they meet at uh, uh, NRA Show or something, they're desperately running around doing whatever they're doing. Like, they're not there to hang out. They're there to get whatever video they can, make whatever arrangements they can, and maybe have a little time to hang out if they've been doing it for a while. But you create a day you create you know you engineer a day into there for that part of it sorry to interrupt and i, I just was hoping no, that 
that that people could take a second and think what that might be worth to them. And then I'll now let Katie finish with was reused a sentence there with how much <laughs> um that is that that experience and it is what i want people to understand too it's the amount of knowledge that's in the space that's there for that purpose right um and i'll just use myself as the bare bone example right the bare bone example uh what people don't realize is that when we're, we're discussing uh business it's like i have an undergrad and a graduate degree in business right so i can see things maybe differently than you uh, when it comes to you and I'm there, you have this this cost that you pay. I'm there for three days. You get to pick my brain about everything business. Right. Hey, man, I've been thinking about scaling this or doing this or I've been thinking about doing this. I might not be the expert, but I am. I, I paid a lot of money to have this information. I'm there for you and I'm the bare bone. There are plenty of people running around. For example, we had a young lady come in uh, and teach and prove how she made from beginner level classes just beginner level how she was able to make two hundred and forty seven thousand dollars in one year and the strategy in which she did it we had another individual come in and teach about expanding into niche markets how to identify them how to intertwine with them or integrate with them and how to positively exploit them niche markets because everybody wants everybody to have their stuff but it's the understanding that you have to some you have to plant your roots somewhere and then spread out well, he, the person that taught that is, you know, uh, doing millions of dollars a year in, in, in revenue. These are the things that we need people to understand and know, right? When we're teaching you how to integrate your website with social media professionally and what that looks like. Even when you look at guys like me, you can look up. I'm throttled heavily, right? Shadow ban is something that our industry grows through a lot. I am part of the shadow ban. It's proven. I am. But I also understand that my reach per, you know, the algorithm is upwards of 273 million people. So although you only allow, say, 30, close to 40,000 to follow me on a platform, um, how do you take what you are, what you have and maximize off of it? How was I able to take only, you know, 30,000 followers at the time and secure 40 acres of land with the assistance of the Second Amendment community? How was I able to do that? How, how are people that only have 7,000 followers able to make millions uh, in the freedom industry? How are they able to do that? This is the place you come learn that. And you get all that in conversations throughout the day. And, and not to add this, the companies, every company that sponsors that is on site is looking for people to work with, right? So if you go to SHOT Show, for example, you walk up to company A, you know, you're probably going to ask for the marketing person, you know, because you like the products, you want to work with them. That's great, right? How many of those approaches are they getting today, right? And so that person is gonna have to go back, take your time, look at your social media. Hell, they start looking at your social media in front of your face now. They'll go right to your social media and make a judgment off they wanna interact with you or not. Well, you're, you're, you, you got a great platform, you're trying to do great things and you have to hope that the 30 companies you've approached, one of them calls you back. Train and learn, every single company there is looking for someone to work with. They are monitoring and watching because they want to keep an eye on the Second Amendment and the freedom community. And so they are there looking for you. You're not going to get that anywhere else. You get that at Train and Learn. And now the price is 350 bucks. That's crazy. And and I, I just as someone who's been at a lot of different events, you don't, again, un, I don't think for people that are serious about creating a channel or serious about being in the industry in the different ways as a photographer, as a writer, uh, or as uh, in you know the actual industry, building something, selling something, being on the road as a uh, rep, 
for somebody. That's a big thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And going to an event is, uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, it's like being meeting people at the airport, right? It's, it's like, yeah, you're going to have a conversation with somebody at the airport a bunch of times. Train and learn is like going out fishing with them. So exactly. And, and seeing how a bunch of people interact with each other on a fishing trip is something that is priceless. You don't you don't get that. In fact, I envy the people that have gone because all I ever get to see is people when they're at the airport. So I've met a bunch of people at airports and train stations, effectively. You know, they're, they're constantly worrying about the next thing they got to do. You don't get their full attention ever. Maybe at the end of the day, you can get your friends full attention while they're exhausted before they worry about how they're going to wake up and do it all again. So we're just not in that mindset in any other industry event. In a rally, same way. People are like, how do I get here? What do I have to do? And then how am I getting home? Because I got something else to do. This didn't pay me a dime. So what you're creating there is like saying it's, it's priceless, really. And the price itself is crazy. I mean, I'm not trying to sell it, but it sells itself. But there is nothing else in the industry that you can do. One, there is nothing else. But the other things that do exist that if you got into them would cost you put a zero at the end. It would cost you three grand. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this, too, just to add to that. There were a lot of people, um, enough of them anyway, that when I did, and this just goes for anyone listening for your dreams, your goals and your ideas. Right. I'm just going to give you my story, but I want you to make it personal for you. Uh, when. I came up with the, the training learn idea and said, this is what we're going to execute on. Once again, I see I see problems and I want to have a solution for it. And once that was uh, created, oh, man, the amount of people. Oh, well, how are you going to teach somebody to build a social media platform? How are you going to teach? First of all, I'm not teaching everything, but see, people will look for any reason to to, you know, drag an idea down. Right. Um, not understanding that I'm, I'm now utilizing my network that I have access to. I can call all these people. But I know these people care. So I want to I want to, you know, share my resources with everyone else. And, oh, it's never going to work. Oh, it's going to be trash, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. All these reasons of doubt, all these reasons to cast out. And here's what I want to tell people. Um, we're working on year number four now. OK. And up now from the companies and people that have reported, you know, soft earnings back to me, obviously, I'm never going to put anybody individual earnings back um, in the first three years. Uh, the freedom community has garnered well over a million dollars from coming to that event because of the skills they've learned that they've taken back and applied. This is what they're reporting back to me. We have a birth. Um, I think we've birthed four gun clubs. We've, uh, I mean, man, we fostered through probably 15 or 16 different instructors. Uh, we've gotten people, uh, hell, one of the, the photographers went from being a kid that was going around taking pictures of cars and tennis shoes. And the last time I checked, he was just getting off like a 45 day um, uh, road trip around the country where people were now requesting his services all around the country. We are doing work. Don't you ever let somebody tell you what you can't do, what you can't execute on, what you can't make happen, especially when you know um, that the naysayers have the luxury of sitting back on that. So when you show up to train and learn, a, it was an event that the doubters uh, said a lot of things about, and that's fine. You know, everyone needs haters. Use them like fuel. But at the same time, when you walk into that event, you're walking into an event full of people that believe in you. You're walking into a place where we're not judging you off your last gun video. We aren't judging you off the fact that you're not, you know, you don't have, you know, 50 grand to invest in guns. We are there to make sure that this freedom community continues to understand how it thrives, period. 
that's what we're there to do. Um, you can take all the social media posts to the side. You don't like what I have to say about race. That's on you. I'm going to say what I got to say, just like I might disagree with something you say about politics. But once we get to train and learn, none of that matters. What matters is you're about freedom. Right. And even if I can help you grow your platform that I might disagree with, I'm going to do it because I know you're in the freedom fight. And that's what's important, not my feelings. So own it, garner it, make the sacrifice, show up to places. A lot of times people in the Second Amendment community are horrible for saying, oh, I want to do this and I want to see this change and I want to make this and I, I got this idea and I want to do it. And then I'm like, OK, man, you got to show up, though. We got to see your face. We got to see you putting some time in. You're like, oh, man, I can't afford to come. But then I look at your social media and I see you posting with two new Glock 19s. No, you're making the wrong decision. You're still trying to feed social media candy. You're trying to prove to them through your gun collection or through your night vision or whatever that you can be one of the cool kids. Scrap that stuff. Save that money. I know you work your ass off. I know you got a, a full time job, probably working a part time job. And then you're staying up to 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning to try to do something for freedom. I need you to start managing those finances better. Put 50 bucks up here, 75 bucks up here, you know, 20 bucks up here. Don't go buy that new Gucci gun. You need to invest that into yourself and into your business where we can thrive. All right. We're selling plenty of guns. That's fine. You got plenty of guns. What are you going to do to make sure that you can expand the freedom of Americans to keep and be able to own and maintain not only guns, but their freedom. So make the sacrifice, make it happen, stop making excuses, be about your business, be about freedom, and show the hell up. I'm going to end it there. Thanks again, KD, for doing what you do and taking your hour plus out of your day to, uh, to talk to us about the new uh, Greenwood and Train and Learn 2023. Yeah, my absolute pleasure, man. Great being with you. Hopefully they'll jump right back on. I'll play my outro here. Hopefully, Katie, if you're still listening, jump back on and uh, we'll chat offline here. Can you hear that truck backing up? I guess I got my door open. There he is. So uh, I'm just going 